Hey, welcome to another episode of the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Matt. Of course, you probably know me, and I'm going live right now on Facebook. So if you want to join me, I'm actually over on my profile right now, which is facebook.com forward slash mbrowning. It'll also be on the Matt Browning page. Um, so if you'd like to join me on Mondays when we go live, please do so. So today, I want to talk to you about a four-letter word that I think all of us relate to and seldom know exactly how to handle it when it shows up. And that word is fear. Hi, what's going on, Rania? It's saying hello as people show up. So we're going to talk about how to banish fear and not just from your life, but how to get rid of it today and how to get rid of it right now. So uh, I want to do this in fairly rapid fire format. It's a little after six right now on Monday as I record this. I want to get you in and out uh, with this message in just a few minutes. So I want to point out three major factors um, that create fear in us and how to get rid of it right away. So number one factor, in order to banish fear, you have to realize fear is nothing at all but a state. It's an emotional state. It's not a real thing. It's not a monster. It's not false evidence appearing real. I don't know if you've heard that acronym before. I love all, There's a lot of fun acronyms for fear. But the truth is, logic doesn't get rid of fear because fear is an emotion. So have you ever known something was, was, uh, <laughs> was not true, but you still felt it anyway? Maybe you felt hurt by something someone said. They apologized. They told you they didn't mean it, that their intention was not to hurt you. It was to help. It came out the wrong way. But nonetheless, at the end of your logic of understanding that they apologized, do you still feel the feeling of hurt? Well, of course, right? It takes time for that feeling to dissipate. So fear is the exact same way. You can know logically everything's going to be fine, but you still feel the emotion. So what I try to remind myself every time I feel that is, hang on, Matt, this is just an emotional state. It's a feeling I'm feeling like any other feeling. And here's the thing that will save your bacon. Remember that feelings are temporary by their very nature. Feelings or states, emotional states, are temporary by nature, I'll say it again, which means no matter if you get a good feeling or a bad feeling, they're always going to change, right? So isn't that cool? I mean, if I feel joy right here, right now, in a few minutes or hours or days or however long it takes, the feeling of joy is going to dissipate. It's going to go away. It's going to be replaced by something else. So feelings are always going to change no matter what. So if you feel fear as a state, just remember I might be scared right now, but any minute now, any moment now, the fear is going to change to something different. The only thing guaranteed in life is change and not even taxes because even those are changing now. But nonetheless, I digress. So number one uh, key is that fear is a state and states are temporary by nature. Remember, it'll change and that should at least give you a little, <laughs> a little feeling of security moving forward. Number two is uh, actually going to my next place, which is the opposite of fear. Um, a lot of people, if, if I, I ask people this and I say, what, to you, what's the opposite of fear? And you'll get different reactions. Some people say love, cast out, right? Perfect love casts out fear. And I, I, I buy that. Um, some people say faith is the opposite of fear, right? If you have faith in something, you can't fear. I would say this. I think at, at the, and again, I'm not speaking at the spiritual level or at the quantum level or anything else. I'm talking about at the emotional level. At the emotional level. Let me get, I'm getting amped up for this. I'm getting, if you're watching this on Facebook, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting up in my chair right now because here's what it means. The opposite of fear is not faith. It's not love. It's not any of those things. The opposite of fear is certainty. So if I have a feeling of certainty, and by the way, certainty is a feeling. It's also a state. If I have a feeling of certainty, meaning I know 100% certain what is going to happen coming up next, right? Think about how scared are you that the sun's not going to come up tomorrow morning? 
right? Like, like, like not very scared because my feeling of certainty out of a scale of zero to 10 is like a 10 or 11 that the sun's going to come up tomorrow morning, right? Um, I know that for certain, the, that I'm going to wake up and be a, a, a male tomorrow, a father, a husband, uh, like I'm going to still be Matt Brownie is my point, right? I have certainty of that. The challenge is you don't feel fear about the things you're certain of, do you? No. The truth is you probably feel fear only around the things that you're uncertain, the things that seem like they're going to change, the one-off things. So what you want to do, here's a, a quick little hack. There's, whether you know it or not, there's actually a physiology, meaning a, a way that your body moves and breathes and the way your, your face uh, looks and your posture and all that kind of stuff. There's a physiology to certainty and there's a physiology to fear. I'll give you a quick example. And if you're listening on the podcast, you know, awesome, I'll describe it for you. But if you're watching it live or you see it on Facebook or YouTube or something, obviously you can watch what I do. But for instance, one of the things on certainty is anytime you feel certain, your body tends to have congruence um, on both sides. So they have what's called symmetry, meaning that my left side and my right side do the same things. So uh, if I'm standing up, um, what'll happen is my weight will be equally distributed between my left foot and my right foot or my right side and my left side. If I feel uncertainty or fear, usually right away what happens is people sway and they'll shift their body weight, right? I'll go over to a hip like this, or I'll go to the other side, or I'll shift back and forth, which, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go too woo-woo, but like you shift your physiology back and forth, it can kind of represent like I'm shifting my attitude or, or I don't know what I want uh, in the situation, or I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Um, so remember that, that the opposite of fear is certainty. So in order to cast out fear, one of the easiest things to do is literally don't focus on the fear, focus on the opposite, focus on the certainty that you want to create. If you don't know how to create certainty, start with your physiology, right? Pretty simple. So start with put your body symmetry, right? Or, or make it symmetrical. So I'm, I'm left and right, I'm equal. Probably breathe a little deeper, look up or look straight, right? Um, take on the attributes of physiology of certainty. If you take on those attributes, you'll then feel the feeling easier. Try this. Try something different. What about the exact opposite? What if you wanted to feel, have you ever felt indecisive before, <laughs> right? If you're like, trust me, I, I guarantee you felt indecisive. Have you, ever, have you ever sat at a lunch table and said, I don't know what I want to eat, chicken or fish, what should I do? And like what happens every time whenever someone's indecisive, if, A, they're usually sitting down, they sway a little bit. They, they, they like, see what, I, what I'm doing. I'm kind of making my body into a C. You can't see my whole body with the table here, but you know, my legs are sticking out to the right. My hips are to the left and my shoulders and arms are to the right again. It's like this weird C and I go, uh, eh, and I make that terrible sound. Do you like the sound of a whiner? Eh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right? That that's the feeling that I think all of us have gotten in there at some point. Um, but that's the feeling of uncertainty of indecision. So what's interesting is if you can tap into the patterns of physiology of, of indecision, and f which is similar to fear, and certainty or decisiveness, they're very similar as well, you can, you can literally look at your physiology and go, oh my gosh, I'm taking on the physiology of indecision or of fear right now. So instead of looking down into the right, instead of breathing a little more shallow, instead of literally looking down with my head and my eyes, maybe I decide to change and look up. Instead of grimacing, Maybe I just smile because when was the last time you felt total fear and you smiled a big, dumb grin ear to ear, right? Like when was the last time you did that? Probably never. 
So just that subtle shift of, well, if I feel fearful right now in this moment about this decision coming up or about this new thing I'm about to do or, or whatever, what if I just change my body, I look up, I plant my feet on the ground, I put a big smile on my face, I nod up and down, right? Like, hey, I'm ready, I'm ready, right? Nod up and down. You don't nod up and down going, I'm ready when you're freaked out of your mind. Now, you might have a little overlap, a little overlap, meaning you'll still feel some fear while you're bringing in more certainty. But again, that's the, the, the second part of this little hack is tap into the physiology of certainty. And that will, will, as you begin to feel more certain, the fear by itself will begin to disappear. If not, right away it might disappear. So that makes sense. Again, to recap, fear is nothing but a state. It's temporary by nature. Number two, the opposite of fear is certainty. And what that means to you, very important, is that you don't have to focus on fear. If you focus on fear, it'll expand. Have you ever heard what you focus on expands? So don't focus on the thing you need to get rid of. I preach this so often uh, in, in, our, in our church life, right, with, with, with the people, the men and women we're discipling through um, with their walk with God. One of the, the biggest things that I find so often is people, if they're struggling with sin, if they're struggling with fear, they're struggling with doubt, uh, whatever it is, and we all have those struggles. Nobody's perfect. But what we tend to do as humans is we usually focus on the thing we struggle with and try to figure it out and try to get out from under it, try to let it go, try to give it to God, try to do whatever you need to do. Rather than trying to struggle with that thing, what if you literally and figuratively turned or repented or turned away from it, focused on what you want to instead? So with the spiritual sense, instead of focusing on trying to struggle with sin and change it, literally stop thinking about it and think about God instead. You can only focus on one thing at once. So you either focus on fear or you focus on certainty, right? You either focus on sin or you focus on God. You, you know, does that make sense? You focus on the thing you struggle with or you focus on the opposite, which is the thing you want to have in the first place. And last but not least, I think I'm going to end with this because we've already gone a few minutes. Hope this has been useful. I'm trying to get, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been absent for the last week from Facebook and from the podcast. So um, I wanted to take a little bit of time. I, I went and recharged. I uh, went out to Joshua Tree with, uh, with my son and a few really good friends. We went camping and climbing for the weekend. And a uh, well, quick story. So I, I go out, and on the way out, I realized, man, I haven't done a podcast this week. But I was, to be honest, I was feeling a little burned out. I was feeling like I was reaching too much, like, oh, what do I want to talk about? And, and it shouldn't be that way, right? The, the nuggets I want to drop, the, the teaching I want to give, the, the discussion I want to have with you like I'm doing now, I want it to be something that's just on the forefront of my mind and something I can share with you really openly and really honestly. And I'm driving out, and I did think of something really good, and I'm going to um, I'm gonna end up recording this and dropping this pretty quickly here. Um, I, I did a whole, uh, a whole awesome podcast, like a 35-minute episode, all about how to be a corporate consultant and the four different types of revenue streams. So side note, that podcast is coming. The problem was I actually recorded the whole thing in the car. So I brought, uh, I brought this. If you can see this here, if you're looking at the menu, I bought my little Zoom uh, H6. I brought a second little microphone like here, and I brought it in. Literally, I'm driving in the car on the way out to the desert recording this podcast. And then I get, uh, I get to my friend David's house, who's an audio engineer, and he's amazing. I said, hey, can I use your Wi-Fi to upload this episode? And then we're going to head off to the desert. And he checked and said, well, there's no files here. And it turned out that the memory card wasn't formatted or had to be formatted. So everything got erased and uh, we formatted the card. So the whole episode was lost. Don't worry, though. The good news is I'm going to re-record it and doing it the second time will be even clearer and even more concise for you. And side note, let's finish up this episode. The third uh, aspect of fear that'll, that'll cast it away from you instantly. Number three, are you ready?
Are you ready? Comment below if you're ready. If you're watching this live, I want to know. Tell me you're ready. Okay, you're ready. Um, if you're listening, let's get rolling. The third one is fear only exists in the future. Fear is what we call in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Fear is called a temporal emotion. Think about it. Fear, so some emotions like love. You can experience love right now. You can experience love of yesterday. And you can even think about, I'm going to think about going home to my son tonight and my wife and, and, see, and, uh, and experiencing love. So I can feel love past, present, future. Fear, although you could argue maybe a memory of fear, but fear has to exist in the future. Think about it. How can I look back at what I did successful last week and be scared that it won't work? It already worked, right? Um, the classic example is you're going to give a toast at a wedding. And a lot of people have stage fright, so they get scared or fear that they're going to about the, the, the toast. But think about it. What are you actually scared of? Are you scared of successfully doing a toast, having everybody laugh and cry and tell you how great it was and having the bride and groom hug you and kiss you and say thank you so much for that amazing, heartfelt, loving, and funny toast? Like, are you scared to crush it? No. You're scared that you're going to trip, that you're going to drop your glass, that you're going to stumble over your words, that you're going to say the bride's the wrong name. You know what I mean? Like, when we think about what we're going to do in the future, we're not fearful of it happening correctly. We're fearful of it happening wrong or incorrectly, right? Wrong, right? Wrong. Exactly. So remember this, that if fear only exists in the future, where does the future exist? Well, I would argue that the future exists as a construct in our minds, nowhere else, because it hasn't happened yet, right? It's just a construct in our, in, in our unconscious minds of us imagining how something will be. So literally, if you're scared about something, fearful of something coming up, A, it's probably coming up in the future. So all you do is begin to imagine yourself. Try this out. If you're driving, don't do this. Don't close your eyes. Just try it out. Just imagine going to like 15 minutes past the successful completion of the event that you're fearful about. If I'm going to start a new venture, I want to just, just to, it's not going to make it work perfectly, but it will give me a better chance to make it succeed. So if I'm going to launch a new product or something, or I'm, uh, I, I get scared every time I, I put on a new workshop. I, I, every time I, I get a little bit scared. So what I do is bef the day before the workshop, when I start feeling a little bit of fear, I imagine the final day of the workshop. And I imagine everybody coming up and saying thank you and how great it was and how powerful. Um, I imagine people signing up for our, our advanced coaching uh, and NLP training program. And I imagine people being happy and excited, right? I imagine all that gratitude. So I just see the last day of the event looking back at the successful completion of our three-day workshop. And what that does is it makes me feel grateful and excited rather than fearful. And then I come back in my mind to right now, and then I start working on you know, finishing up the last uh, tasks I need to before I get started. So I hope that helps. Imagine looking back at the successful completion of the event after the event finished don't think about the event looking forward into the, like, don't think of your event in your future. Imagine yourself in the future <laughs> and the event you're about to do has already happened in the past. I hope that makes sense. I know timeline things can be a little tricky, but I hope that makes sense to you. If not, leave a comment below. Um, follow, if you're not already, of course, on social media, at Matt Browning on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can find me, search Matt Browning on YouTube, uh, and the episodes will be up there. But leave me a comment, um, send me a message, anything at all. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. I hope this was useful for you. Cast out fear. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.